Hey, We Gotta Believe listeners, you can find us every Monday and Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. All right, we are live, and the New York Mets, for the 51st time this season, have brought their season back from the dead after it died with a two-game sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Shout out to the Buckos. Shout out to the fucking, I'm convinced Buck Showalter, Jedi mind tricked the Pirates into canceling the game just so then he could get a doubleheader on Wednesday, whatever it did on a Monday without an ounce of rain. That was one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. Nonetheless, the New York Mets are back in business, back in first place. The Atlanta Braves, the air for a day, are back in second place where they belong. Back where they belong, reasons. those bums. How did it feel? How does it feel to have first place for about 12 hours, you fucking hillbillies? All that for a drop of blood? Little Thanos. <laughs> well, I, I think I think we've probably been in first place for probably like, I don't know, like 160 days straight. So enjoy your little, uh, your little taste of first place for a day. It, you ain't getting it back. You ain't getting it back. Ain't get it back. We had Seabass on the mound, followed by Jay. Just an absolute one-two punch. Let me the- tell you something. If, if Chris Bass is going to be doing seven innings, fucking no runs, 10Ks, whatever he had, like, watch the fuck out because you know what you're getting with Jake. As soon as Max can bounce back, you know what you're getting with him. If Bassett is, if it's going to be a three-headed monster also against that schedule, forget about it. And everybody who jumped, you're not allowed back on. Everybody who bailed. I, I put the tweet out there. I said, leave your comment right here. Step up and put your money where your mouth is and say, this series loss cost them the division. And I had a lot of motherfuckers, Mets fans, Mets, Mets logos, Mets names, all that shit saying, I think this cost them the division. They lost it. They're pathetic, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to go back and I'm going to remind each and every one of you motherfuckers that you're not invited to the parade and you shouldn't even be able to celebrate during the postseason because you're all frauds. You're all pussies and you're all frauds. Who, like what, honestly, what is even the point of watching if when it comes down to the the final 25-game pennant race, you just call your team pathetic and roll over and die as a fan? What is the point? Like you guys, I said it before. You guys, you just you suck as people. It's not that you're like bad fans. I think you're bad people. I think you don't have any resiliency. And I think probably everything else you just roll over and die and cry about it. You're all fucking whiny crybabies. And I wish I could purge you from the fan base. But we sweep the doubleheader and we win ten nothing. And the first thing Frank tweets is, "Oh, I'm surprised they didn't use Edwin Diaz there and get him some work." I'm like, "Are you fucking stupid, man? Like, I can't believe you really you guys not find any joy in your life that you're going to sit there for what seven, eight, nine hours out of your day watching baseball, and then that's what you come up with after you fucking sweep and take the division back? Like, what is the end goal? The end goal is what they need no. to they need to sweep the World Series in order for him to be happy. Like, what are you doing?" I, I, God bless anybody who still follows and looks at Frank the Tank. I, I mean, it's, I don't know what you guys are doing. You know exactly what you're going to get. You know the shtick. It's, God bless Clem for, for, uh, I mean, I can't even imagine what that man's timeline would look like without those bets, uh, without the, uh, the, the bets. But I mean, 
Like, I, I, you know, you're all, you're terrible. You're all, you're all like Frank. There's so, and I get so many other tweets that are like, you know, thank you for speaking for the rational fan. And I'm sure a lot more regular people are on, uh, are not on social media and all that. But every vocal fan, like the vast majority of vocal fans, you're just the worst. You're absolutely awful. You're an embarrassment. It makes me embarrassed to be a Mets fan. I have no problem saying that Mets, the Mets fan base is one of the worst fan bases out there because of people like you. It's it's just constant complaining and whining. At like the very we we lost one series, one. We had one three game losing streak. The minimum amount of losses to have a streak happened, and you all bail. Like what? What is that? I would love to actually sit down with some of them and be like, what is it? Because Frank always says, well, I'm like so battered from years before. And it's like, that doesn't play anymore. That's gone. That, that may have, may have wor- Minor, he year. saw a World Series. He was, he was nine right. years old for 1986. So all this shit, we're more miserable than him. Right. That, that's me and Clem have always said our age group and, and, and anybody basically before us. But it's certainly like we have it the worst, me and Clem. Him the worst because he's a little bit older than me. The the your Clem is the oldest you can be yes. without remembering eighty six, right? Like that, uh, you're right there. Oh. Like if you were a little bit older, you would probably have some faint memories of like you and your parents were watching together. But you you want like Clem is the most miserable Mets fan alive, and anyone who's his age. And then from there, it, it gets you know less and less and less and less. But someone like me, you know, he his entire life has gone World Seriesless. So we all we all have it worse. I have it worse than than and just as bad as the hundred year Cubs and the eighty six year Red Sox. It's like I don't give a shit about what happened before my life. As long as there's never been a World Series in my life, that means I'm the most miserable I can be as a human. And but but that being said, like that if you can't separate that and recognize what Cohen is and recognize the difference and what we have here, like that doesn't play anymore. Grow up. Stop being a child. Stop being like, well, we used to lose. Well, we're not now. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. And we come back. We, we go out. We take care of business. Absolutely just thrash them the fuck down. And you said it, Kev. Frank's like, I, I, I was put to bed before I could watch the, you know, winning game of the World Series. Well, the next day and the day after that and the day after that, you yeah. had that post-World Series glow. My first memory as a Mets fan was waking up and finding out Mike Sosha ripped the Mets' hearts out in 1988. Oh. So Ooh. that's my first memory Ooh. as a Mets fan. Born in the darkness, and I'm fucking Bane. I'm coming, and I'm breaking motherfuckers' backs whenever we could goddamn get a title. And when we get a title, we are going to be drinking Coors Light because it's been there for us in the Wilpon days where everyone's still crying about it. They're doing their copium about the Wilpon stuff all the way to now when we're doing cake, punch, and Coors Light, that's right. Our summer chill starts with Coors Light. We're going to be going from summer to fall drinking Coors Light. That's the kind of Mets season you guys should get used to now because that's what we're going to have. So make the most of your summer with a chance to win exclusive chill merch, fun local experiences, even a trip to New York, Chicago, or Los Angeles. Enter to win at CoorsLight.com slash believe. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes end September 18, 2022. All 50 U.S. states, Washington, D.C., 21 and older only. For prohibitive for rules, visit CoorsLightSummer.com. And when we are at the Canyon of Heroes, and we will. We will be at the Canyon of Heroes one day. I said November 2nd. I don't know if that's even possible. I think that might be game three of the World Series at this point. But maybe the other team just waves the white flag and they say, we're done. This team is a fucking wag. We don't want to mess with it anymore. And when we're down there, we're going to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Um, Kev, you, you kind of went on. You do like you, you went at the – I always – I like when you go at the people on Twitter – 
the legal legal at the Twitter people on Twitter. Because on the podcast, there is definitely a disconnect of people who are like, I don't know what the fuck Twitter is. Yeah. The people yeah. on Twitter, they're living that shit. And you 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 put the, you you uh you take the receipts, you got everyone in the mention saying console decision or you know, this team is cooked, all that kind of stuff. Our boy Rico, did you see Rico's open letter? It was beautiful. something. So beautiful. I, I don't know if I could read it on the. I'll, I'll try to. I'll try to. I'll try to get a. Uh, I'll try to read on the pod without making it like a Mike Francesa thing. Um, actually, it kind of was a little bit like the old Mike Francesa, the the George Steinbrenner missives where they played the fucking yeah. uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy in the background. Yeah, and this yeah. was this was our guy Rico, diehard Mets fan. He'll be one of the people who will be battling Frank in the fucking. Uh, the live streams come October. The headline: A demand to Mets fans: Get in the foxhole or go fucking home. And, and, and if I before you even get get started, if I could just make one critique or, or, or one uh, observance here, um, observation, he's asking you to get into the foxhole of a eighty-five and like fifty team or whatever the fuck they are. Eighty-seven fifty-one. Eighty-seven fifty-one. He's asking you to get in the foxhole of a team that's probably going to win hundred and four games. That's not even a foxhole. But continue. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and by the way, Mets are one win away from 2007. I don't want to hear about 2007 ever again because I watched 2007, which, by the way, was 15 years ago. Phil, how old were you 15 years ago? 15 years ago, uh, like nine. Phil was a nine-year-old. I feel like Phil was born with a beard for some reason, so he had a beard (laughs) nine years when he's nine years old. But nonetheless, like Phil was like – Still, his brain was still developing at that point, and people are acting like it was like yesterday. Shut the fuck up to all the 2007ers. The 2007ers are the next people I'm coming for. And we just got saying, the Lindorks, we got the Ed Losers, mm-hmm. now the 2007 fucking Chicken Littles. They're the next one I'm killing. On this date in 2007, the Mets were 79 and 61. So, and yeah. and we were like, uh, you know, but but okay, you know what? Before you read Rico, that is what I've been saying all along. There is one thing. One difference, and it's the Braves being unbelievably good. Yep. When we were 79 and 61, we were like eight games up or something on Six. the Phillies or the Braves or whoever it was, and we were just riding high and having a grand old time because it doesn't really matter what your record is. It matters what your competition is. And so if we were – if this team was in the 2007 division, I mean, we'd be up at like 25 games and we'd be – you know, we wouldn't even be watching games. The offense goes to sleep every now and then. You deal with a couple injury scares. Other than that, the only thing that you could say is wrong, bad about this season has nothing to do with the Mets. It's just to do with the second place team. They happen to be playing at a 115 win clip. I mean, they're they're winning 73% of their games. They're 47 and 7 against teams under 500 since June 1st. They just massacre bad teams. Now, when they play good teams, they're just like a 500 team, but they just do not lose to bad teams. And there's more bad teams than good teams. You do the math. If a team, if they can, and, and, and I'll be honest, as much as I'm thumping my chest and I will stick to what I said, and I believe the Mets will win the division. If your competition plays at a 115 win pace from June till October, you're not, you're not going to win the division. You're just not. I mean, we're, that I would have no problem be co- coming in second place to a team who played at a historic clip for four, four or five straight months or whatever it is. It's just, it, it, it's you know, and there's really no reason to think it's going to stop. I kept being like the Braves have to slow down when it's June, July, August. It, it's going to be September too. So if that happens, that happens. 
But that is the only difference. It's not the Mets. It's the Braves. And, and, and by the way, the team that came on in 2007 that, you know, the Mets, again, the 2006 Mets, they kind of just, they were like a, a, a peacetime team. They had no one behind them in 2006. That's why we all remember 2006 so finally. They weren't on a 100-win team. They just had nobody who was even close to, like, challenging them. The team that challenged them in 2007, punched them in the mouth, took their lunch money, and left them for dead was the Phillies that went on, won a World Series the next year, and fucking faced the Yankees in the World Series after that. And I thought they were going to win. dominated the division for like five straight years. I thought they were going to win like 10 World Series when they had Halliday and they had Oswald. They had just that filthy picking Cliff Lee, Hamill. I mean, it's amazing they only got one. And I'm not even mentioning Howard, Rollins, and Utley, who were the – Honestly, Victorino, right up there with Worth, all oh, those guys. God, oh. I'm getting like gross goosebumps. They were awesome. They were things. awesome, man. I remember, I remember in 07 kind of being like, I was playing the whole like, you guys aren't even our, our rival. Like the, the Braves are our rival trying to put down the Phillies. And then in like dark corners being like, oh my God, all these guys are so fucking awesome. <laughs> like obviously the, the stars, the Rollins and the Howards, but it was the Worths and the Victorinos and all those guys that it was like, oh, fuck. Like everybody can hit in this lineup. They were oh, by the way, you said that it's unsufferable on Twitter. WFAN has to have like the worst outlook in the history of this company existing because when you have Salicata and Keith McPherson as like the voice of reason where they're he's dunking on Mets fans. Meanwhile, the Braves would have blown past the Yankees by now. And he and Salicata is complaining about every little intricacy of the Mets season and saying that they've collapsed. Like you're supposed to be the knowledgeable one who's like talking the callers off the ledge. Meanwhile, these two guys are the guys who are like calling in. Well, Salicata, uh, somebody tried to put me on the Salicata level because I was thumping my chest after the Dodgers series de- declaring the, the, the division over. And if you want to say that, you can say that. Obviously, I went uh, super high, and then right away, they fucking lose three games to the worst team in the league. So, of course, you can call it the mush. You can call me Salicata, whatever. What Salicata did back in fucking, like, May was insane. Yeah, I don't care. You can be 100 games up and declaring, you know, the, 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 seri- the season over is insane and then to only come back and nitpick and, and flip-flop it's like but that anybody who's still like the 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 nature of call-in radio always has been and always will be shock jock type shit especially now more than ever when they you know podcasts and and the internet are like cutting into their industry they've got to just be absolutely absurd and, and they are and, and, they and yeah and they like the most so, budget bin like yeah. first take Right, right, and that's exactly what it is. In the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll get into our very rational friend Rico Bosco here, who always has his wits about him and has never, never reacts to crazy. Who, by the way, was an A plus WFA caller back in the oh, day. One of the best. I was gonna have Rico on, but I was gonna be weird to have him read his own letter here. So I figured we do yeah. we do the little missive like it was a George Denver to my Mets fan family. Family, this message comes in a time of struggle. Now, this was written before the doubleheader yesterday. The New York Mets have lost three in a row by a combined score of 22-4 and four to the lowly Nationals and Pirates. Division lead is now non-existent. The Atlanta Braves have continued a red-hot streak for and are tied for the division lead. Mets fans are in panic. We have a Frank the Tank TikTok that I will not watch. Even myself, I'm making snide yeah, comments. People say to me, did you see Frank's video? Uh, no. No. The answer to that question will forever be no. Did you? Do you know what uh, bleach tastes like? No. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, even myself, I'm making snide comments and, uh, Rico says, good news. The Mets are up 10 games in the wild card after this loss. Very you know, good one right here. When I woke up today, my attitude has officially changed. No more doom and gloom. No more. The sky is falling. No more Dwan or Sanchez cab accident. No more 2007 blown lead. No more 2008 blown lead. No more death by contact Royals. No more Connor Gillespie looking in the past will doom us. Looking to the future will doom us live in the present. The Mets have 
Two absolute horses at the top of their rotation. Quickly gets alerted about shares are going to the IL. Correction. The Mets have an absolute horse at the top of their rotation. Uh, Jacob DeGrom has been nails this season. A ridiculous second half when you look at the stats. And, He's insane. Uh, the numbers are bananas, dude. Like, I, I know that his, his injuries and his number of starts will always be the knock on him. But I genuinely believe when you just ask me who was the best to ever take the mound and throw the ball, I think it's Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, he said pitchers with at least 55 strikeouts and three walks or fewer in a month. And the last person to do that, Jacob DeGrom in August, by the way, when he came back from his injury. And then SNY flashed this stat last night. Jacob DeGrom allowed one or fewer uh, runs in 100 of 204 career starts. I've watched Jacob DeGrom's entire career. I don't know if I've missed a start. I had no idea. It Dude, I did. I mean, I did. It's like it's always been it's crazy. It's always been fifty percent of his starts. It used to be, I think, like two or less, and then he just kept tacking on one run or less. It's it's he he should his win percentage should be like ninety. Not even joking. Like if he just had a regular team behind him, the fact that his win total it, he 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 could be he's one of the most injured pitchers like ever as far as the greats go. And he still should have had 300 wins based on how much he fucking pitches. Like he, he shouldn't, it should, it should be a possibility for him based on how many one or zero start <laughs> run starts he gives you. That's the minimum amount of runs you can give up. It, it's, it's fucking insane. It's crazy. Uh, reminder, DeGrom, DeGrom isn't a flash in the pan pitcher. He's made a living being the filthiest pitch in the league the last eight years. And so stats. Uh, so even Scherzer on the IL and our offense going in the Mrs. Purse report, I'm urging and pleading Mets fans to decide right now whether you're in the foxhole or not. If you think this is just another year, the same old Mets, or part of console culture, which I like that was when console, console culture, yeah. <laughs> then just give up now. Go put on your football team of choice, read books during the week, and we'll see you for 2023. That negative attitude isn't going to work here. It also shows you haven't watched this team and noticed all the details that make them enjoyable and likable. Since the opening week when Buck Walter wasn't afraid to mix it up with interdivision rivals, remember when Lindor got hit in the head and fucking Buck? That was the only time Buck really lost his shit. Yeah. Uh, he instilled an identity uh, in this team to be hard-nosed, play tough, and do the little things. All season they have listened. All season they make productive outs, take the extra base, limit mistakes, score after the other team scores, whether it's tie a game, retake lead, or get insurance run after the opponent chips into the lead. They drive up pitch counts, especially early in the game. It feels like every first inning the opposing pitcher is at 20 to 25 pitches. They don't swing at bad pitches. They rally to win games after a loss. They rally to come back to win games. They seem to like each other in the clubhouse, and most importantly, they are good fundamental baseball players. I was against Buck being hired solely because he refused to walk Jeter with an open first base in his final home game, which, again, very rational Rico Bosca right there. But after 136 games, it's pretty evident he was the right guy for the job. He's exactly what this group needed. Now, this part I love, too. My other minus Mets fans is this. One, winning the division is supposed to be hard. Two, the Braves are the defending World Series champions. Let's start with number two first. Teams just don't roll over. Did you expect the Braves, with a lineup of young stars like the goddamn Disney Channel in the early 2000s, to just play dead? I didn't. You knew they would fight. You knew they would have the. You knew they had the talent to make a run. This is how division races go. Look around baseball, which brings me back to my first point: winning a division is hard. Look at the Yankees, who played insanely well all year and have at that point just a four and a half game lead today. That's not a knock on the Yankees. Baseball is a long season. Shit happens. Teams make up games. Teams get hot, get injured. Shit happens. In closing, two things. In closing, two other things to consider these. The first is this. The New York Mets have made the playoffs in back-to-back seasons just twice. One of those is a bit fugazi anyway. In 2015, they made the World Series. In 2016, they made the playoff game. That's not really a playoff That's game. That's That doesn't even count. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. The only other time they made the playoffs was back in 99 and 2000. 
This is not a team with a storied history of success. It doesn't mean we shouldn't root any less hard or give up its fans, but let's call a spade a spade. Successful seasons aren't exactly in our DNA, which is why, which is more of a reason why we should enjoy the moment, cherish the good players, cherish the good games, and get behind a team in a fight for their lives. Lastly, the Mets have been bad to sort of bad to underachieving for the last eight years. In some of those years, we longed for meaningful September games. We have them now. Embrace them, live and die with every pitch, rally for the team, and take down this division from the godforsaking motherfucking Braves who've haunted us for the last 25 years. Then we have a, uh, you know, hit the music followed Bro. by a, a song. Then there's a PS, though. For all the shit Frank the Tank talks, I offered him a bet. If the Mets win the division, he would have to give up his fandom for one year and root for the Yankees. He got real quiet and sat down and didn't say a word. Mm-hmm. Shows he didn't want that smoke. LFG mm-hmm. Rico Bosco. I mean, he, you know, Frank always backs down when you really put the money on the line. Everyone knows that he's a coward. He'll do Twitter bets and shit. But, you know, when it comes to a pink slip bet or a get out of loser gets out of town bet, he always bails. And I'll take it a step further. I, I don't I, I don't mean this in a in a like a rollover way. Uh, I, I still think I, I maintain that the Mets will win the division. Also, get behind them fucking for the wild card, too. You're, the Braves, when it's all said and done, I think will be the best team in baseball. And and God willing, like if the game, I think the Mets will win the, the the division. And I think if the series, if the season was like 170 games long, I think the Braves would win it. I think they're just they're just that good, and they had that bad of a start. So if they make the playoffs as the wild card, and we don't get the bye, it's also something to cherish and embrace and love because, like he said, we don't make the playoffs often. And if we do make it this year, history would tell you that we're not going to even make it next year. The back-to-back-to-back sustained seasons of postseason play are just – it's never been there. And we hope that's what's there with with Cohen. And you know that's actually what Epler and them are trying to build despite the fact that we're stamping our feet and yelling about the trade deadline. You know what they're trying to do is put together those sustained seasons because the way to win a World Series is just to knock on the door season after season after season until it happens. So even if it is the wild card, even if it comes down to the end of September and and the Braves win by a game, I don't want to hear it then either. I don't want people jumping off the bandwagon then either because it's still making the playoffs. It's still going to be probably over 100 wins. And if it happens to be one of those divisions, one of those historic divisions, like the the, the, the Dodgers and the Giants last year or the Dodgers and the Giants back in like 91 or whatever yeah. it was, then fucking so be it. That's the Mets' life. That's the Mets' curse. We The one year we happen to win 104 games is the time that we have someone who was 105. That's, you know, them's the breaks. But it doesn't mean that it's a bad season. It doesn't mean that they're pathetic. It doesn't mean that it's unacceptable. Just because there once was a big lead doesn't mean that it was some sort of collapse. It just happens to be that you had a, a you're awesome and there is a more awesome team in your division. You're still in the postseason. You're still making a march for the World Series. So fucking act like it. Girl, I guess that's basically the, the long well, story. I do wonder that right? sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm just like arguing with like a 15-year-old right now. Like, what, what am I even doing? Like, you know, you know, it's like I, I figure if you are a of weird Mets every night on Twitter that you're probably also watching every night and everything. But I don't know. Maybe these are people who just check like the box score and tune in for an inning here and there, or they're 12 years old and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And here I am. It's it's like genuinely bad for my health. I've I've already decided next year if we win the World Series, I'm done as a baseball fan. If we like make it or have a, a good postseason run. Like I'll I'll always be there, but I'm I, I can't do another season on Twitter. I'm not bailing now because people would be like, "Where are you?" and you're a coward and all that. 
next year, I'm not doing it. It's genuinely bad for my health. I'm like a worse person because of it. And by the way, the path for success is very different for the Braves than it is for the Mets. The Braves need to win the division because they don't want to face off against the Dodgers in the first round because the Dodgers play the same brand of baseball as them and they have good pitching. So like you're facing a team that hits home runs, scores a lot of runs and also has good pitching. If it's the Mets, the Mets can beat anybody because the pitching matches up with everybody Mm -hmm. and they find other ways to win. If they're playing head-to-head against a team that's the same as them, the Braves have a much less chance of even making it out of the divisional round if they're the wild-card team. The Mets, though, it doesn't matter. I was actually thinking that the other day. Like, If the Mets – if you're going to win the World Series, you got to win a divisional round, you got to do seven-game championship series and a seven-game World Series – Adding a, a three-game wild card series, like if you're if you if you already are like let's say you're destined to be a World Series winner, I don't know if that makes that much of a difference. You got to get hot for like a full month, whether you have that first you know few days as a buy or not. And it, and when you are a team like the Mets, where it's like we're gonna just try to fucking death by a thousand base hits you with uh, you know good starting pitching and the best closer in baseball. I don't know if it matters. I really don't. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, of course there we are better matchups. They go on streaks. That's the problem for yeah. them. So then yeah. when you run into another team that's also streaky, you're right. fucked. Right, right. Or if you – I mean, they haven't gone on any cold streaks. But, you know, it's it's going to just be another month of wear and tear on Acuna and another month of, of uh, pitchers, you know, throwing pitches, like, you know, getting getting uh, getting their pitch count up and people who, you know, eventually – you just eventually have to slow down a little bit, I think. I don't know. Uh, but whereas the Mets, it's like, you know, I would imagine if the Mets have postseason success, it'll be like they win in five games, they win in seven games, and they win in seven games. Because right. they don't they're not gonna win four straight. They're not gonna blow your doors off. They're not gonna be a, a World Series winner that, you know, wins like eleven games in a row. They're gonna be like one, two, one, one, two, 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 three, three, two, three, you know, that's how they play. And that's I think actually better built for the postseason. Yeah, I agree. And we're saying all this. The, the smart people, the people who crunch the numbers, the Barstool Sportsbook, for example, Mets minus 182 to win the division, Dude, plus Braves plus 140 still. I don't get that. that at all. And this actually brings up a discussion that we have to have. <sighs> we have to talk about it. Uh, we have to have going to Kangaroo Court, boys. <laughs> going to Kangaroo Court. I didn't know if you were going to do this. I didn't want to do this to him, but uh, uh, we got to talk about it. Thought, Kangaroo I'm Court. It's brought to you by Game Time. So, Brought to you by Game Time. That's right. Game Time. We love our Game Time. What is Game Time? It is a ticketing app that makes it easier than ever to score last-minute deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. And they guarantee the lowest price as the exclusive ticketing app for Barstool. They crack the code on how to score last-minute deals on uh, how to score deals on last-minute tickets. How do you get the uh, how do you get your deal? Go download the Game Time app and redeem code Believe for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. You can go live that Stu Finer life, have the Stu Finer seats without paying Stu Finer prices. Whether you're rooting for or against the Mets to win the division, which we'll get into in a minute, we have uh, when's the next home game? They're they're on the road here and then Mon- Monday they're back. Monday, they're back. So you go get yourself a nice ticket. Welcome the boys back home. Uh, sit behind first base, third base, and get a good view. Thanks to our friends at Game Time. We love our friends at Game Time. All right, Kev, uh, let it be known now. All right. <laughs> we learned something yesterday, and I'm not gonna, not gonna just flip out because I understand that this is the way some people operate. I understand we are a gambling company, and there are a lot of people who like to responsibly gamble on all sorts of teams. Do you believe in the emotional and the financial hedge is the question. Can you bet on the Braves 
Can you bet on the Yankees? Can you bet against your team's opponent and then still wholeheartedly root for them? Now, here's the reason why I'm not actually fully upset. If Clem did this, if Kyle did this, if Pabs did this, almost if anybody else in the world that I knew did this, I would legit kick them off this show. I would legitimately be like, you are not here. And I stand why, because I think these numbers are fucking insane. I think it is nuts that the Mets are minus anything, let alone a, a decent chunk. The fact that you can get the Braves right now, who are the be- right now that it's like a 65 35 prediction from whatever fucking uh, Fangraphs. This is Fangraphs. 63 Mets, uh, 37 Braves to win the division right now. 63% chance. And the, the Braves, the Braves, who are playing, again, I reiterate, at a 115 win clip, only have a 37% chance when they are basically tied for the division lead right now. I think that is nuts. If you are a gambler, that is the play. If you want to make money, that is the play. Meek is the one guy in the world that I think can throw down some cash and then still give 100% of his heart to the New York Mets. Everybody else who does that and says, no, it's okay. I still root for the Mets. I won't ever root for the Braves or I won't root for the Yankees. When it's the bottom of the ninth and it's two strikes and the Mets are playing the Braves or whatever it is and the Mets are, are, are winning and they beat the Braves and you lose your money. There's a part of your body that goes like, fuck, I just lost whatever your unit is. Or the other way around, when the Mets lose, final strike, game you know, game seven, it's over, and, and you win some money. There's a part of you celebrating while the New York Mets are, are you know, in the dumps. And I can't have that. You're lucky that you are the only guy <laughs> I genuinely believe on this planet Earth that can do both, that can make a financial investment, but also continue to 100% root for the Mets. Anybody else, I'd say, you can't fight. You cannot do that. Get off my show. You're not a real fan. Get away from me. I'm still, I want to see where the other guys fall on this. And so, the chat, on, on Twitter. so it's a hotly debated issue. The Braves were plus 270 when I put one. That's of, I mean, that is great value. I, I put a unit on the Braves to win the division at plus 270. Now, in my mind, I'm essentially buying us a division title like Steve Cohen is. Because I'm, I'm being a mush here. I'm like, let me use my powers to try to mush the division for the Braves. And There's I, only one time that I did this. The, 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 pa- the Patriots-Rams Super Bowl was when I was I had fully rolled over and let the – the Pats pet my belly. I had tipped my cap and called them my daddy. Like I was done. It's not even a thing to fight the Pats at that point. And I, I, I opened up my Venmo and I said, let's place a bet on the Pats to win. And either we mush it, I mush it. Because now the only thing that, that is worse for me, uh, my mush is like mushes my heart and my emotions. <laughs> the only thing that my mush hurts more is my fucking bank account. Okay. So I said either we we uh, we mush them and they lose and we're happy and everybody just loses, you know, 25 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever they put in. Or if they win, I will take all that money and donate it to charity. And they won and I gave it all to Gunnar Esaisen and the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and that was that. But that's the only time I've ever even fucked around with betting on my rival or my hated teams or whatever. Otherwise, I've never even touched that. The people who say – 
you know, bet on them because then, you know, then somewhere you hedge and you win. Like, no, when your team loses, you have to feel it the whole fucking way through. And when your team wins, I don't want any little part of me going, oh, man, I just lost a thousand bucks or whatever it may be. You ride or die. But I do believe, I genuinely believe. Zero part of me will be happy if the Braves win the division. Right. I actually believe that. And realistically, if I end up getting the, the, if I end up winning that bet and I use the money, that's just going to my NFL bets every Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's, it's all, you know, it it all ends up in Penn's pocket eventually. Exactly. But I, I myself, like people tell me that I should bet. People say a lot to me that like I should bet because then I could be on the live streams because then I'll be invested. Brother, I don't need to be any more invested. Like money would not make me invested more. It really wouldn't. I mean, it would be like, you know, uh, I suppose, of course, if I won a ton of money on top of winning the World Series, it would be that much better. But we're talking about being like 110% invested versus 100%. There is no part of me that like is like, oh, I need to, I need to up the stakes. In my, my entire existence from the day I was born has been being a Mets fan in Yankee territory and trying to overcome that. That is my my journey and my quest and my destiny. And if it ever happens, that will be the important. Oh, I don't need the extra hate or love. Uh, you know, we don't need extra stakes here. I don't need bulletin board material in the form of a bet. Some people do. And I guess go ahead, but I don't think that, I mean, Meek is a, a bizarre level of, of dedication to this team. The, the average Joe being like, yeah, I also put down 500 on the, on the Braves. No, 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 no. Fuck you. That ain't, that is not, you're not a true fan. You just can't be because the, 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 every other person's brain is programmed to think money is the most important thing in the world. It's just, it just, it's, and there's only a handful of sick fucks in this world. And you're looking at them that prioritize a group of random adult men that you can't control at all scoring fictional points in a made up game uh and and that's that's what matters the most to us so i will let it slide but i want it known that if it was anybody else in the world i would absolutely kick you off of this show and i was gonna say this wasn't the first time i did this in 2019 with the yankees because i actually thought that team was winning the world series that would be worse and look what, I'm not going to say how much I bet, but just seeing that clip of just Hobbs and all those guys being sad as fuck on the live stream, that was worth the price to me than anything else. That's the other thing, too. If you if you told me you bet, like, five grand on the on the Braves, I wouldn't believe you. I'd be like, that's – No. Your heart and your mind would be too worried about that kind of money. So it's, it's a small enough amount of money that it's like, you know, it's not that big of a deal if he loses it. And, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like uh, – it's like the, the old MasterCard commercials, like – Seeing seeing Carabas dance on Yankee fans' faces after mm-hmm. uh, Chapman gives up another walk off, priceless. Like there's not a, a a price tag you can put on that. Um, but I think to me, like I can actually see more. I, I it's more understanding to me to say I've been watching the Braves all year. They're like in my mind one of the best baseball teams of all time. I can get them at plus two seventy. I understand that versus betting on the Yankees to me is like, I could never, I could never root for, like to feel excited for an Aaron Judge home run, I would rather put a bullet in my head. When I bet, I'm a mush. So like, I'm like 
I'm not gonna say how much I'm down, but I bet I haven't bet on I haven't placed natural wagers since like March Madness. So because you're I, just down and, because and I'm you just can't. down. That's like <laughs> always <laughs> please bet responsibly. Yeah, bet responsibly. Um, like I that, always that, do with that, that Meek knows when to yeah. pull it back. Uh and I think unfortunately it's gonna be another L for you and your wallet. I, I'm but begging it for God me. willing. <laughs> I really want to lose money responsibly. I, I, as someone else on, as the other, as one of the other judges on the kangaroo court, I also absolve our friend Meek Phil here because I've seen the stuff he writes in the group chat about what he wishes upon everyone in associated with the Atlanta Braves franchise. There is no part of that man that wants success. I considered, I've considered saying in the group chat, "This is bad juju." Like, <laughs> like if there are sports gods, they're gonna, they're gonna like go against us because of the horrendous things <laughs> Phil is saying about members of others. <laughs> Phil Phil lives in a dark place, dark corner of the internet. I kind of, it's always, I was seeing that's why he's, that's why he's perfect for his job. He he has, he knows what's going on. The guy watches Pittsburgh Pirate games for fun. If you want to know what kind of a sick fuck. I had Max Cardinals on last night. I have all the games on. I don't miss anything with MLB. So that's crazy, dude. Kyle, where do you stand? I think it's a wartime crime that you're betting on a race. The fact that at the end of the day, there could be any type of compensation that goes into your fucking pocket. Yeah. Like I'll say they win. That is like, I can't even, you know, like when it's like uh Paulie's walking through the door in Goodfellas and the door closes behind him and then he gets shot in the head. Like that is the level of us walking through the door and getting shot in the head. And you're just like, well, I'm going to be the next made man. Like that is the level of it because I think he should have the to next take that year, money. You what, have what to live you? with yourself and every Braves fan going, you got you have money in your pocket because our team took the division. That what, is what the could only he do, thing. Kyle? What could he do with that money? Mm, that, good like, question. Like I think he, I don't think he should, I, I, I mean the Joker might, style. Like the Joker. Yeah. That might be what you have to do. Like if if you know the fact that you said there's money in your pocket. What if it's not in his pocket? That's why I said I would I would take the Patriots winnings. Right. I don't want it. That's I'll gross to, money. You I'll go to the charity. Do. I don't care. Like if that's what yeah, I like we'll, we'll pick a charity or we'll or light it on fire or or like or you spend it on something that tortures Frank the Tank. What about I, that? Yeah. What about you spend a few hundred bucks on like a a person? We'll have, to, we'll have to workshop this. This is a good idea, though. This I is like, like this. In, 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 world, in the wire, world, I do not win anything. So I know I'm dating myself, but you know, in the wire, where like he he walks him into the room to then be murdered by the other guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is honestly what it feels like because it's something where we've been in this war the entire season all together, and then you're like, hey guys, by the way, at the last minute possible. You're the fucking guy from Saving Private Ryan who lets the other guy get oh, shot. That is a, that is <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. I, I will say this. If Frank finds out, <laughs> Phil, you're going to have a lot. No, 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 no. <laughs> this, let me go a step further. Back in 2018 when the Mets had a 5-22 and 22 June, I could probably pull up my tweets to Frank where I was telling him, Frank, if the Mets make you this miserable, just bet against them. And you could have been like – I forgot how probable you could have been if you just bet against the Mets in June 2018. <laughs> he would, he'll never do it, though. He never No, he never would. I always tell him to do it. But so wait, I, I cut out there. My, I, my idea was to like hire somebody to torture Frank somehow. Like here's a couple hundred bucks and you have to come into the office and just sit right next to him. And yeah, blooper. That's it. I, I mean, I, that might not – I might contribute to that fund for you, Meek. If, if this happens, we 
take your money and I will supplement it and we hire Blooper to come to the office and torture Frank. I Maybe. don't want any of this happen. I want the Mets to win a division. I know, so, I know, but is, like, you this know, is what this is like doomsday playing. Like I know, but listen, this is the you know, this is this is you started this. You started I mean, yeah, it's on me, but I have no regrets. The and then we could kick the shit out of Blooper too, because then oh, he's yeah. in our fucking world. And then we just <laughs> like leave him Blooper. <laughs> just, like we'll we'll rough him up like Ace Ventura versus the Eagle, right? And then we just leave him on the streets of Manhattan and let the fuck or let the Pelican or fuck. We'll drive him to Queens and then we'll leave him on like the streets of Queens. So we can work something out here. I like I like the way this is the going. only reason violence is the answer. The only reason I'm even laughing about this is because I still genuinely hook me up to a polygraph and ask me this question. I'm giving you the truthful answer. Genuinely believe the Mets will win the world, uh, win the division. If it doesn't happen, I probably will be. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah. Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real. That's a ton of car options. Yep. And these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah. With Carvana and boom, just like that. I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real. You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Horrendously mean to you that first day. <laughs> I will be saying, I will be like Dave for a day where I will just say awful things about you for like 24 hours. <laughs> Speaking of awful things said, uh, fellow Mets fan, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Went out our boy Timmy Trumpet. Everyone was in their fucking Will Pond feelings, you know, the 2007 bad mojo, this and that. Listen, I'm a juju guy, but uh, Jerry went on the SNY. Jerry Seinfeld, no one fucking commenter of the I SNY. I can't believe Instagram, Instagram comments is the craziest thing about this. <laughs> Jerry said, uh, uh, so SNY wrote, the Braves defeated the uh, Athletics late last night. Today is for the first time since April 11th, which is crazy to think about. The Mets do not have sole possession of first place in the NL East. And then Jerry wrote, same as when the Baja men showed up to play a the dogs out in the 2000 World Series. Series ended right there. I blame that stupid Timmy Trumpet or that stupid Trumpet performance celebrating in season. We haven't won anything yet. Bad mojo. So Jerry Seinfeld versus Timmy Trumpet. Who you got? And I can't believe this is a real fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> Dude, we 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 were talking about this. I was I was the most afraid of this. And even I was okay with Timmy Trumpet in the end because when it was happening, we were beating the Dodgers. The Timmy Trumpet series is when we're taking two out of three from the fucking Dodgers, including Edwin Diaz's best performance in weeks. Uh, so I think I'm also, I got to be honest. I know this is like blasphemy, especially being having a comedy podcast and whatnot. Seinfeld with like the old man yelling at the cloud stick is, is kind of tough. Like he is, he kind of just hates like everything. And I know that's kind of like the way I am. So I tip my cap, but it's also <laughs> just like old grumpy, you know, and I, I do agree with him. Like the, the Baja men and all of the Mets PR mistakes have always been, that's always been the problem. And we were worried about it and, and it was there, but I don't know. Timmy trumpet is different. I guess, I guess maybe there's, there's a couple things going on. The Mets are awesome. And I don't think we really understood. I, I definitely didn't. I didn't understand Timmy trumpet. Timmy trumpet is like a global superstar. And I, I, I think I thought of him as just like the guy from the song not realizing that he's like on stage every night in front of like arenas full of people fucking rocking parties. Like there's nothing like the Baja men are lame. You know, that was like stupid and, and like Mickey Mouse shit. I don't know whether it's the Mets are different. Timmy T- Trumpet's different. All I know is that we after the Trumpets left was when the trouble started. 
So I don't know. Uh, I don't know where where Seinfeld gets off with that. If it was, you know, the, the national series was when he was playing, I'd understand it. But to me, I think we're pushing our luck with bringing him in the playoffs for yes. sure. That's that's a no doubter. But um, but I, I don't think you can blame. By the way, blame this one series on Timmy Trumpet. And where you also had. Timmy, like you said, they beat the Dodgers two out of the three games. The Nationals, who the next day beat the fucking Cardinals six nothing. The Nationals just had that little blip of like remembering how to play baseball yeah. again. And then again, the they sweep the fucking Pirates to to end that whole Pirates series for the Mets. And we're just back to this. And Timmy Trumpet is, I don't know, ninety percent of the reason Edwin Diaz is a fucking nuclear weapon again because we all right, forget right. That Edwin Diaz twenty nineteen Diaz without Edwin Diaz, without Timmy Trumpet was a real fucking problem. That was right. worse than any. And by the way. I'm going to just say this, Kev. I have a little bit of bone to pick with you, my friend. The Baja men, that was an unnecessary ricochet shot. Bro, come and, on. I, I, listen, the national anthem, I don't remember the national anthem. I guess they yeah. sang it. I don't remember yeah. it at all. Yeah. Who let the dogs out? It was Still awesome. fucking kids. Well, okay. My kids went to a minor league baseball game. They played who let the dogs out during one of their like in-between inning giveaways, and the people were running around. The rest of the fucking month, my kids are like, Alexa, play with the dogs. I, I had with the dogs out running crazy in this house. That who fucking song is out? awesome. Who let the dogs out is awesome in that kind of reverse. This is so goofy that it becomes yes. cool kind of way. So it's not like, whereas Timmy Trumpet is you know, apparently this fucking, you know, EM drug party God, you know, the Baja men. It's like when your team is embracing like the goofy white people like d- dance at the wedding song you you know you don't exactly come across like badass you know also i mean can they i don't remember the national anthem at all either i mean it's kind of revisionist history i don't think anyone was talking about the national anthem at the time being like the mets are going to lose the world series because of this um but like can those guys actually sing or was it like a horrible rendition of the national anthem i don't think of the baja men for like their amazing pipes you know I'm looking. I want to see if this is like Mandela. Did this ever happen? Did this ever even happen? I do not remember this being a thing until like last year. People I feel like about. I remember in sync singing one of them. Oh my God. That's God. the only one that like came to mind. Was, was, series? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That's bad for everybody. Yep. Uh, it, it says in, here in they, they perform before game four of the World Series, um, the Baja men. So, I mean, both of them, listen, in sync slaps too. So, like, in retrospect, all of it's actually pretty cool, but at the time, it's like a boy band and like a joke band. Uh, you know. Yep, in sync. Game three, I think I was there. Yeah, game three. <laughs> game three was in sync. Game four was the Baja men. I they mean, won game three. So the Mets yeah. had juice back then. If we're getting in sync, fucking. <laughs> I mean, or or that was when in sync had like one hit, and we're still like, yeah, we'll do the Mets game. No way, man! In sync, that was that's oh, like three was like prime, that right? Bleach yeah. blonde. Timberlake. Yeah, that's yeah. Timberlake. That yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Mets were in the World Series, so they weren't the laughing stock. They had the juice. I do think, though, like there's a difference between the Baja men, a one-hit wonder that's going crazy, and you, you ride that to the playoffs. Which, again, how many of these teams ride these shit, these these little gimmicky things, you know, to their magical runs? Fucking Craig Kimbrell has let it go as his new entrance song. Has not given up a run since August 21st, since his daughter chose it out because it was like the fuck. Out- I didn't know that. Yeah, that's, I mean that's terrible news. That's this is terrible, terrible news. news. Yeah, that well, is the one thing that I was like relying upon to maybe be their Achilles heel. Now he's not. That is horrible news, and I wish you didn't tell me that. Phil's gonna go bet the Dodgers don't win the World Series now. <laughs> 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 he hasn't given up a hit, Kevin. He hasn't given up a hit. A hit. 
I think since August 21st. He's not going to, Clem. He is going to retire every batter he faces now. I didn't know that. That's that's amazing. That's that's the type of shit that you know the sports gods reward. Fuck. Now, now what if they have Elsa or Adina? I don't know her name. Do you Do you have Elsa came out there? come out and sing it for him. Like, I I think that you can't go. I mean, she is an amazing voice and talent and all that shit. I think they can do all the shit they want to do, and that 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 doesn't that's not bad juju at all. Fuck. So, yeah, it's not great. I don't. And again, <laughs> after I just did Seinfeld, shut up, fuck up the mojo. It's like, God damn it, kid. They fixed Craig Kimbrell just by changing his song that he walks into. Let's God just hope it. that Kenley Jansen doesn't switch his songs. Yeah. We need that to continue as much as fucking possible. Jesus, that's all and, we got. That is the only thing that I'm like praying upon that, you know, there's going to be a big blown save or something that that hurts them. Because that's Billy the only performing at F1, I think, this weekend. Saw and that. He, like, tweeted it out and he's like, oh, all the hard work is finally paying off. It's like, you owe some sort of so much check to Edwin Diaz because Absolutely. it is in like the stratosphere of. It does, you're not even just a sports fan anymore. Like that song is just everywhere now. Mm-hmm. It was at Alabama. He's gonna play F one. Like mm-hmm. every team is co opting this. And like, sorry, dude, it's not going to work. <laughs> but I'll say this: it is. You know, I would say that he's already like paid his price, if you will, in the form of Evan Diaz being having like the greatest fucking season of a closer ever. Like yeah. as far as I'm concerned, he has earned all that he's getting from that song now. <laughs> exactly. F one is like F one is like international. Yeah, he he is like international success level. That's that's a whole different stratosphere. Phil said it best too about Jansen. The Braves are basically the opposite of us. They're the inverse of us when it comes to the bullpen, where everyone gets outs for them in the middle, and then the end is where the giant question mark is, where we just have to get to Diaz and everything's fine. But it's getting there. It's some- how do they? How does a team so good and like so well run? Use that guy. Why don't they just make him like a seventh inning man? And well, yeah. they did trade for Rysdale Iglesias, who's been pretty good for them. And they got him because they traded Tucker Davidson and Jesse Chavez for for him. Jesse Chavez had a seventy RA with the Angels. They DFA'd him. He made his way back to the Braves. So. I, the one I will say the one thing about Frank's absolute lunacy is it does seem everything just happens to work for the Braves and it feels like teams are working with them and then like the agents are working with them when they resign the guys out of all the nonsense he spews there is like some point where I'm no like, there's definitely there's he, something he, up here there's, yeah. no, there's something <laughs> especially this Jesse Chavez thing he had an ERA of like six with the Cubs early in the year then he gets traded to the Braves ERA's under two he getting traded to the Angels. ERA's up to seven. Gets released. Now he's back at the Braves. ERA's back under two. Like, no, he's throwing games on these other teams. Absolutely. To just get back to land. No, that's that's one hundred percent what's happening. These agents and these guys signing these 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 deals are you know being forced to some by by some you know at gunpoint or something. There's definitely something going on with the Atlanta Braves organization. That part, Frank, is no doubt spot on about. It's <laughs> Alex Mets talk must have wrong. like a, a team of PIs that is just getting dirt on all these players and being like, "Here's the contract, sign it, or we release the yeah. information." Like that's yes. the level of how the right. fuck are they getting away with this? I saw the longest person that's going to be on contract is going to be 35 when his contract's done. And, like, six players combined are only going to be, like, half a billion dollars. It, it's, it makes no sense how the players' union, like, allows it even. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I thought a Volcano was going to blow up in Seattle with the Braves heading there next week and the series we moved to Atlanta. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's our – by the way, uh, I, 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 I said Winker. I told him, if you guys beat the Braves – 
Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Oh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. The Mets fans will love you even more than they already do. Seattle, I think, is our is our is like our, 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 going to be our saving grace. I for some reason, I just don't feel like the Phillies are going to get it done. I don't know why. I, I I at times I also think the Phillies are awesome, so I've sung their praises. But for just some reason, I just picture them not getting it done for us in that series. But I think on the West Coast, Mariners. I don't know. That might be the series where they falter. That has to like. Otherwise, it's not, you know, it's, it's got to be the, 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 the I, I posed this question on Twitter and I want to see what you guys think. Would you rather have this schedule or we get the Phillies? Like the same, the Phillies have four and then three with them. What if we had that instead? What if I we had one more? First them because they literally don't lose when we, when I, it's, I think it's, it's crazy town, but I think I'd rather have a schedule where you face the Braves instead of the shitty teams because we, we're the only team that at least, sometimes does our work and nobody else. The bad teams will not beat them. So I'd rather have control of our own destiny by facing them more. 63 and 24 since June 1st, seven of those 24 losses are to us. That's crazy. crazy. It's I mean, it, that's, we're, we're the only we're, team that can consistently beat them. People think we're nuts for talking about like how annoying it is to see the Braves just keep winning. It's like, yeah, it, if you see those stats, like, oh, you can't worry about other teams not helping you out. It's like, no, literally nobody helps us out. Nobody helps ever. Not even to the tune of like a one, like winning a game, let alone a series. They just all get swept. It's it's bananas. I, two, two games in a week. I'm like, oh, thank God they cooled off. Yeah, it's crazy. And I, and I don't think it's people like stop whining and complaining. It's like, I'm not, it's not whining to say that I want to face the Braves more. And also people doing the rent-free thing. The rent-free thing doesn't work when they're in the division. <laughs> they're like, all you think about is the Braves. It's like, they're the team that we're going up against. Yeah. I think about them all the time, you fucking morons. They're, yeah, it's like, they're, they're the two teams that matter. The, the Mets and the Braves. It's all, it only works, barely works with like the Yankees and teams out of the division. It bothers but, me much more that they won last year too. And like they're thumping their chest. Like <laughs> more credit to you. Like you won the World Series. You weren't meant to win the World Series last year. You got hot at the right time because that's how baseball works. So, with like two guys who, who are like not even there now, right? You know what I mean? If it was right. like if it was like you're if Austin Riley and Acuna like won you that that series, fine. But it's two guys who you just rented, who mashed, and then they're gone. But I'm playing over 800 ball, and now you're going against the Mariners and the Phillies, who are like literally just fighting for their lives to get into the postseason. Though all of those games are going to be life or death for them. So I think that they're just gonna throw the kitchen sink like they should be anyway but like it's a heightened level of now you have to play yeah. postseason baseball and you're not playing against fucking schleps week after yeah. week after week i'm convinced right, right. there's like a, a mini patrick ewing theory with ronald Acuna. it's like we're, when he plays like an mvp <laughs> the team's awful when he's out I or when he's playing he's not that scary i know he's not i know he's hurt right now but it's it's he's not the one that i'm really all that worried about it's, it's everybody else he's do they play the um the Mariners and the Phillies like back to back or close to each no, other? No, they play That's the Mariners too. There's a nap. It's never a prolonged. It's always like they they have enough time to gear up for for a series against the bad team. Mariners, Nats, Phillies, Nats, us. 
I feel yeah. like there's going to be like a Nats game in, in like in between in the middle of the Philly series. They're just going to put a Nats game as like the nightcap. They always oh, have to no, face no, the no, Nats no, at some no, point. No, a a it, Stark must always be in Winterfell, and the Nats must always be playing the Braves at some point during the week. It's it's not, yeah, it's not, so it's nine straight now. It's at Seattle, at Giants, home versus Philly. That's Giants, not, that's Giants are not terrible. Up. You know, they're yeah. not like the worst. I, it's the, convincing yourself that the A's are going to be like, we're all doing the mental, mental gymnastics. And when the Braves got, uh, the A's got out to that early, I was like, oh my God, let's fucking go. There's some pitcher. I have no clue who he is. He must be awesome if he's on the A's. And then, you know, same shit happened. Implosion. But in the end, like I've said, all we have to do is worry about ourselves and like let all that other shit go as it may. And the, <laughs> that basically just comes down to just don't get hurt. We had two injuries pop up. Uh, Starling Marte, day-to-day with a fucking fracture. A day-to-day fracture. That, I, I, that, I think people aren't talking about that because of the Scherzer IL. Marte, I almost, like, wish he had an injury that he could go away and fix. Like, because he's going to try to play through this, and it's just going to linger into the postseason. Like, I, I almost – would you – if I, if you could – if Marte was shut down till the postseason – and and we're, let's say we, we lose the division, we get the wild card, but he is fully healthy for the postseason versus him trying to gut it out and play like Lindor did for a month with a broken hand. What would you prefer? So wait, what was it again? Like like Lindor played through like this same fracture, but he stunk. Like he but he, he gutted it out, but he had like a bad three weeks. So would you rather Marte do that right now and keep battling and we have Marte in the lineup or shut him down? Let him get fully healthy for October, but losing a guy like Marte probably ends up costing you the division. I'm, I'm, you go, Phil. I probably want them to place him on a 10-day injured list just to be safe because you remember it's a non-displaced partial fracture. It's not like it's a full break or anything. Like I'm not gonna be a doctor. Right. It's not something where it's like, oh, he's gonna be out a month regardless. I think they should just give him a rest of like 10 days. That's what I'm saying. So maybe not uh, a br- uh, uh, out till the postseason, but I think they should just rest him for 10 days. Yeah. If it was like. September 20th, and it was the last 10 days of the year. Maybe not, but like rest him now, and maybe you get a, a healthy, real good push for him. And if it ends up costing you, I mean, you know, injuries happen. Tyler keep hitting like he did yesterday. I mean, it may not make a difference whatsoever. Dude, that was talk about, you know, and again, I know Naquin hasn't been consistently nails, but when we've needed him most, that guy's been there. So fuck anybody trying to knock Epler for that one, because at the times we needed him most, he just blasts three run home runs all the time. Yep. Um, and I said about Vogelback too. Let Vogelback struggle now. I want my guys like slumping a little now when it's against the Pirates. Granted, I'd like them to not to lose to the fucking Nationals as they're doing it. But let these guys struggle now and let them just get red fucking hot. Eduardo Escobar getting hot now. That's a beautiful Ooh, thing to watch. And it feels right that guys like Naquin and Escobar are just kicking the shit out of the Pirates. Watch right? out just- for Escobar. I'm telling you, man. Watch out for Escobar. <laughs> the Pirates are actually – this is I, – I forgot to put it in the email, but – when they shifted on Jeff McNeil after he had a double down the line oppo, and then they shifted completely again for pull, and I was like, this might actually – they might be worse than the Nationals. I mean, they're crazy. They are fucking <laughs> – the, the, the clip where the coaches aren't hitting fungos, they're putting the ball in the machine to throw ground balls to them. I was like, what kind of fucking major league team is this? So the fact that we lost that first one, we got to wash it away, but thank God they're coming back to town because there's the- no way that we should lose any more games to the Pirates. In yeah. the words of Keith Hernandez, second division teams, if you give them long enough time, they'll reveal themselves as second yeah. division teams, and that's exactly what the Pirates did. And shout out to that umpire that just squeezed the living shit out of that starter. Oh, that was insane. <laughs> I was listening I, I was listening uh, in the car, and then I saw a little bit of it. Howie was like, um, ball four to Pete Alonzo, I guess. 
And Wayne Randazzo was like, I don't know where that, I mean, that pitch was right over the plate. So then I was like, what, like, how bad could it be? And then I, I saw some of them and I was like, oh my God, these are, these are directly down the fucking middle. That was insane. Pete, like I was waiting to get punched out. He waited there for like five fucking seconds. I've never yeah. seen anything like it in my life. And listen, we've complained about the umpires in the past. Usually it goes both ways, which you can live like the guys just call on the inside strike all day and it's not, it's way too inside. But like that one pitcher got mother, who was it? Oviedo? Was it Oviedo who got motherfucked? Yeah. And it's like, that guy isn't really ready for, it seems like he has command. Oh, that it sucks. Is. <laughs> that guy, he, he went like one and a third and threw like 60 pitches and had five walks. And it was just because an ump said, fuck you, kid. <laughs> and then I swear to God, I mean, that guy had money on the Mets or something because he just didn't call it the same way. I, mean, was I don't feel bad because, you know, when you walk James McCann, you yeah. deserve everything yeah, that to true. you. That is true. Speaking of which, uh, our girl Aunt Mary nailed it again, nailed both games, told us, I think, uh, Bats it's a Pisces and Jake's a Gemini. And she also <laughs> said, my Gemini McCann's going to have a good day. People don't want to hear it. And Bro. all McCann does is getting on base and scoring runs. If you can predict James McCann having a good day, you are a witch or a warlock. That is, that is impressive that she nailed that. That's when crazy. We, when we say witch, we mean like like Glenda the nice witch yeah, from Wizard witch. of Oz. Yeah, the yeah. good witch. Uh, Aunt Mary, by the way, has uh, said she would come on the podcast if she could figure it out how to get on. So we said she said after the Mets clinch, though. So okay, <laughs> we're, okay. we're going to figure out how her dark arts work. I want to figure out how to monetize these things because she she has them so early to the game. It's hard to get my bets in response. I know, on the I know, sport. I know. Yeah, that's um, that's our like our our crystal ball. We imagine we just had Aunt Mary in the basement feeding us bets. I, it's like what what kind of even so like a Jacob Degrom start so Jacob Degrom like say over K's Mets win the game against the Pirates so you're like thinking like oh that's like a minus two hundred bet still and then James McCann getting a hit it's like plus three thousand basically at that point <laughs> wait, wait, congrats to James McCann for getting his batting average over two hundred for the first time all season he's like two you're trending up right now that's all I care about man <laughs> what if we do let's before the season ends Clem let's do one of our parlays. With James McCann getting a hit, and see what the number is. I okay, so I'll look to see. I, I believe Gemini's hit Pisces, Kevin. So I have to go and look to see when the next time we face a Pisces is. Okay, uh, a good Pisces man. <laughs> good, very, Pisces we man. we were talking Sagittarius's the other day. I forgot Sagittarius's existed, but I'm telling you, like, there's something to as much as I hate like the idea of the zodiac and how it like is real. All she does is win. She wins big every single time. Um, and then the last thing we had to touch on, obviously we touched on it real quick. Scherzer going, getting hurt, the ob- oblique. Again, he says it's a day's thing, not a week's thing. And you'd I'm rather ner- say I am, everything. On the nervous list. You're on the nervous list. Yes. You're in yeah. the kitchen. The, you're, you're in the, I am in the kitchen, kitchen right when now. it comes to, to Max Scherzer. I think he is a consummate professional and an absolute gamer and doesn't want to show weakness. Uh, and that's why when he does take himself out of games, I think it's, a big deal because he's a, that kind of guy doesn't I know I know he's like I want to be smart about it so like there's the smart Max Scherzer and the gamer Max Scherzer and I think for the smart Max Scherzer to overtake the gamer Max Scherzer it's got to still be like a pretty significant feeling and so I don't know I just I mean, until like just what he's, he's also said. had a couple outings where he, he didn't take himself out but he gave up a bunch of hits and it was a little bit unlike him so like we haven't seen that that nails version of him in a little while shall i take your order or do you need a minute yes i'll be ready just buying a car on carvana what it's super convenient i already got pre-qualified in two minutes all i had to do was answer a few questions what that's handy yeah now i'm customizing my down and monthly payments what that's an exquisite deal 
And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Uh, that, that's, that scares me. I mean, just what he said there, it's like he does owe it to his guys. Like, if he goes out there and gets hurt and is out for the playoffs, like, he knows he's oh. the asshole. And he, he even yeah. said he regretted the first oblique injury because he felt it and didn't say anything. Right. And he right. felt like he let the team down in that way. Right. So I'm just going to take Max at his word. He'll be back in two starts. And we'll, I think he'll get maybe two or three starts for the playoffs. That'll that'll be everything. To me, like, yeah. I, I don't doubt that he'll be back after two starts. What I'm worried about is what those two or three starts after look like. Mm-hmm. And if he's still hurt or struggling or whatever, uh, then, I, then, then I panic. Like, Mets – if, if injuries are the only thing that can send me to panic city, because that obviously means everything. And we withstood every injury this year, but losing one of those guys right before the playoffs, then that's, then that's, you know, the sky's falling. Spin zone left-hand side is better than right-hand side because he's a righty. So True. it's not going to like affect his like velocity necessarily. I but think it's, it's more so like, that's why you we've know? seen him falling off late in the innings where he loses his control late in the game. But he's also 38 years old and ring chasing. So if yeah, he's so going, I need to just make sure. Put him in a cryo chamber for all I for fucking real, know. For until real. Until the postseason. That's what I'm and saying. Roll him out there like the Winter Soldier. I, 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 wish, I wish we were either up or down like seven games, part of me. Yeah. Because it's like, it might be better to just fucking gear up as the wild card. You know? But we have this dangling carrot. And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's it's tricky. I, I again, I take Max at his word. Remember when he was like, "Everyone settled down." Like my dog nibbled my hand. How many times yeah. has Duncan sniped you, Kev? By the way, I feel like yeah. that's a thing that happens with dogs, right? That's just a thing all the time. Um, yeah. And uh, the the best thing about this with Max, like Taiwan, I, I might not be in the same boat. Max just got his fucking big payday. He has he already has a World Series. He has nothing else to do but to win more and. Think he's kind of a psychopath when it comes to that kind oh, of shit. Not. So, and, I, and Taiwan Walker, I don't know what that man has to do. Maybe you need to. Maybe he needs to do like every six days in the first half of the season and spread out his starts or something. I mean, yeah. he just can't. He just can't pitch in the second half. I don't know what. Maybe we should trade him at the deadline, and then they can DFA him, and he can make his way back with some Braves magic. Because the second half is just he just can't do it. This is two years in a row now where it's like he has an ERA over six after the All Star break. And you just you just see these pitches that are just like right over the fucking plate. It's like what are we doing, man? Uh, I don't know. Touch on this as well. Medina DFA'd. Um, We had the the on or whatever he. Did not look great. However, there are reinforcements in the minors. Our boy Tyler McGill right now, like 3.18 ERA, not great. However, his FIP, XFIP, which is kind of like the advanced ERA, 1.83.91. He's dealing, and his caper nine is 17.47. He's striking motherfuckers out. The big drip is dripping all over those double A motherfuckers right now. Remember that those days, the big drip days were so awesome. He was fucking. He was a big part of that in the beginning, and I think he'll be a big part coming back. Big he drip kind of plays better as a bullpen too, right? Does a big drip play better in the bullpen? Yep. A big guy like that who can just come in and gas you for an inning? Fuck yeah! So he started a combined no hitter back in April. We forget about that. Yeah, yeah. He was the opening day starter on like a a two days notice, and comes out and throws a gem. He went down with that injury, and we all instantly wrote him off. Like, all right, we're not going to see him again this year. And he sees how team how good the team is, and he works his way back. 
you always want a guy who's just like, I missed out on so much of the season that I need to come back and contribute. And be yeah. a postseason like hero? Fuck yep. yeah, let's go. That's um, how long baseball season is. I totally forgot Tyler McGill started over no, It's a stupidly long sport. It's crazy. And we get to bring Mama McGill back into the fold. Yep. And the tweets are going yep. crazy. That's a good juju thing for the playoff run as well. Um, so, yeah, moving on here, we have the Marlins for three games. Uh Peterson, right? Peterson's going to be pitching on Friday. It's not announced, it looks like, but it's I imagine. Be either Peterson or Trevor Williams. I'm going to lean Trevor, uh, Peterson. So. Peterson, Cabrera, Carrasco, Lopez, Walker, Lazardo, Clem, who I haven't really been following the Marlins. They're all like three ERA. They're fucking Marlins pitchers. If it's not Sandy, it's just these other fucking guys who could keep them in a ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, thank God we don't have to deal with Aguilar anymore. He's on the Orioles, I believe, right? The Orioles mm-hmm. picked him up. Right. Uh, so I would have grabbed him, by the way. I would have grabbed that guy. I like him as the Juju as well. I definitely do. The O's, the O's are just building their team on Juju. Like young they are, fun they guys. are one hundred percent run on Juju. <laughs> they're like the, they're like the fucking DeLorean from the future where you, you can just put garbage in. They just put Juju in, and that thing can fucking time travel to the playoffs. It's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. So uh, again, at, at this point, if the offense goes asleep, it's like de- good enough pitchers. But the offense, like, keep rolling. I wish they actually were playing tonight. And the only thing is then they'd be playing Sandy Alcantara, who's pitching against the, the Phillies. So yeah. we don't have to face Sandy for once. That's a win in itself. We need uh, to win every single series from here on out, if not sweep a couple of them, or I we don't, or we don't winning, win them. I say even winning every series may not even be enough. Yeah. Right? Going through that we schedule that and series. seeing that they've only had one seven-game winning streak and two six-game winning streaks for an, for an on-pace for 100 wins. It's crazy. That's just – I mean, it doesn't happen. It's bad, but it's also like they're just crazy consistent. They just yeah. they don't ever lose more than three in a row, which is great for the playoffs, by the way, because if you lose four in a row, you're out. So, uh, like, it might play better, but right now, boy, it would be nice to get, you know, a 10-digit, a double-digit uh, winning streak in there. So gear up, nut up, put the fucking dick on the table, ready to rock, flush all the fucking losers who consoled the last couple games before the, the doubleheader in Pittsburgh. Get them out of your life. Like Rico said, we're in the foxhole now. Everyone tying up with like 300, right? What do they call that in 300 when they're like becoming like the wall or yeah. whatever? Yeah. That's what we have to do fucking. Uh, we're like, the we're, you know, we're not the 300. We're the 128. All those <laughs> original guys, lock your shields together. Fucking let's go. Nut up. Not up. We this actually, we, is flushing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta believe. Gotta believe. Gotta believe.